every week when the ushers collect the offering, there is a lot of things that end up in the offering plate other than money. There are the blue prayer cards, especially at the first service. There are drawings that come from on the back of the prayer cards. There are pew envelopes, all kinds of things. And last week, as the ushers were sorting out all of the things that ended up in the offering plate, they found a pledge envelope for $11,000, $11,050 to be exact. And the person filled it in with very beautiful handwriting for a six-year-old girl. Francesca Iverson Hunter knew exactly where to put her name and what boxes to check. And in the amount, $11,050, Brad has said that he will need to seriously increase her allowance. <laughs> but Francesca knew what to do. She knows that when you belong to a church, you give your money. You write your pledge. It's just what we do. And so I'm thinking about invitations, invitations to give, invitations to be part of a community of faith. And we received at my family an invitation, as we do every year, from our neighbors to come to their sukkah and celebrate the holiday of Sukkot. And if you've ever been to a Sukkot celebration, you'll know that you gather under a shelter, and our neighbors build a shelter on, over their deck with bamboo poles and greenery from their backyard, and then they string plastic garlands of sunflowers and hang gourds on little strings from the bamboo poles and the grandchildren have taken sparkly pipe cleaners and made a chain of the pipe cleaners to hang there in the beautiful celebration of God's abundance. There are stalks of corn and Indian corn cobs and we all gather together and eat fruit and nuts, blueberries, and chocolate meringues and coconut-covered fudge truffles. And this is a glorious way to celebrate truly God's abundance. See, the holiday of Sukkot is a harvest holiday, but it's also a holiday to remember how God was with the Israelites in the desert as they fled slavery. The Sukkot, or the Sukkah, is a dwelling and remembers that dwelling and how God gave manna in the wilderness to sustain the people. And so they celebrate God's freedom. They celebrate God's goodness. And it isn't truly abundant until they share it with all of their friends and neighbors. So we had that invitation to celebrate God's abundance and then we hear 
the prophet Joel's invitation for us to rejoice and be glad in God's goodness. The silos will be full of grain and the vats overflowing with wine and oil. There will be plenty for everyone to eat and be satisfied. But of course, we get tripped up because the scripture says that's because God sent a swarm of locusts to eat up and devour all of their crops and has left many people hungry. And if you're like me, you got to wonder about this. If God all that good and gracious, if God has sent the locusts to devastate the crops, and in ancient times, people understood natural disasters as God's punishment for their sin. And sometimes, even today, we hear when terrible things happen, voices, either in the public sphere or sometimes even in our own minds and hearts, we think, hmm, what did I do? Or what did they do? to have this brought upon them. Hmm. I want to tell you that Jesus completely rejected this notion. When a tower fell and killed 18 people and people walked by and said, oh, what did they do? Jesus looked right at those people and said, you think that you're better off? You think that they got that because they were bad people? Uh, 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 uh. No way. And you think that the other people who were killed by the authorities, you think that they were more sinful than you? God just doesn't work that way. Jesus told us. And so... When I hear this from our Old Testament, I hear something that Jesus says, no, God doesn't work that way, but I also hear what the prophet says, and that God is there, not to cause difficulty, but to be present with people in times of difficulty to bring food to the hungry, to bring healing to the sick or the injured, and hope to the tired and the exhausted. Rest. It is the gift of God's Spirit as well that is so powerful. When people have been through the times of trouble and we hear that we can dream again, dream of a house that has been restored from the flood when we can dream dreams and have hope and possibility when we can see visions of God's kingdom this is the power of the Holy Spirit at work among us and yes we've heard this passage about dreaming dreams and seeing visions every day we hear it on Pentecost when God sends the Spirit and the house is filled and the disciples 
have tongues of fire over them and speak in all the different languages. And there is a whole cacophony. And Peter stands up and says, this is the creative power of the Holy Spirit being poured into us to see dreams that God has for us and visions of a world that is restored and new after the death and resurrection of Jesus. We, my friends, are God's dream. God poured out the spirit of Pentecost to give birth to a community of love, to carry on Jesus' love. We, sitting here, are God's vision. Joel's words echo in us. We are living in anxious times, and it may seem at times that something is being devoured in our public sphere, and anger and fear are gnawing at us. Loud voices like a swarm of locusts. But God is here. God has invited us to be part of this community of love and to be a thriving community of love is the greatest gift that we can give to the world. To be a thriving community of love is to be God's dream for our world. God needs people who overflow with kindness and compassion, who support one another, who are filled to overflowing with hope and joy. And God has poured out blessings of compassion and goodness and all kinds of gifts. And by the power of God's Spirit, we have our own vision, a vision of a God who blesses us and is at the center of our being, a God who has brought us children that they may know our blessings and that we may be blessed by the drawings and the pledge envelopes they've put in the offering plate, and that all of God's children may know justice and joy. I don't know if this ever happens to you, but I know it happens to those of us in our household. Sometime during the week, a tune, a song has gotten into our head, and we're going along humming it, and we wonder for a minute, now, what is that song? And then we know that we really are church geeks because it's the hymn from the service last Sunday. God has gotten into us. And we know that God's Spirit is abundant in the life of our church. If you've ever taken flowers to someone who needs that boost and watched them bring to you a basket full of more than 300 cards from people in this church just showering down 
prayers of hope and love and compassion, prayers of support, prayers from God's abundance. We make friends at the sukkah called coffee hour down in Chadsey Hall with fruit and nuts and bagels and how I wish for some chocolate meringues and coconut-covered fudge truffles. We build friendships. Church friends are the kind of friends that you can call in the middle of the night or put on the child's school form as their emergency person. Church friends will be there for you no matter what. They will come and watch kids or grandkids. They will bring food. They will listen and pray. They will watch out for you when you miss a meeting. They will sit at the hospital and wait. We are that community of love. It's what we do for each other. About a month ago, you may know that our executive administrator, M.A., her mother fell ill in Madagascar, and we weren't really sure about the health of her mother, whether she would recover or not. And one day, M.A. received word that she was really doing well, and then the next day it wasn't going so well, and then finally M.A. got the word that all of the children and all of the family had been called to come to their mother's side. Well, Madagascar is a really long way away, and it costs a lot of money to get there. And M.A.'s husband had just been to Madagascar because his father died. And it was just weeks later that M.A. gets this call. I spoke about this at our session retreat, and people said, we've got to do something. And right then, people wrote checks to the pastor's discretionary fund. And then it was the next day that M.A. called me and said, I have to go, and I have to go now. I got that message after the second service, and I walked out into the hall outside my office, and I said, I've got to tell somebody about this. And I started speaking about it, and some of you overheard. And I had people go to their ATM and take out the maximum amount of cash allowable and open up their wallets and bring out $20 bills and $100 bills and I was able to take an envelope full of cash and drive it over to Wesley Seminary where M.A. has the Madagascar church. And I met M.A. and I gave her this money and she was shaking and crying and just saying over and over again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Tell Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church Thank you. This is manna from heaven. God shows up in these times of trouble. 
We had a vision of welcome. And there was a Syrian family who had a dream of being safe. The cinder block wall that made up a wall of the stairway in their apartment building had a hole from bombs and bullets kept coming through. And so they just had this dream of not having bullets fly through their apartment building. And we had such a powerful vision of offering that safe place. A vision of beds with clean sheets, a vision of walking a child to school, a vision of wrapping our arms around people so that they would not be afraid. And that dream came true for our Syrian family Our vision became a reality as they came to the United States, this Muslim family who found such welcome from a Christian congregation. Oh, how our world needs communities of love. Now, the little girl is old enough to go to first grade at Rock Creek Forest Elementary, but the little boy just missed the age cutoff for full-day kindergarten. And we really wanted him to go to full-day kindergarten because the mom was learning English and doing well in English classes at Montgomery County Community College. But if her little boy didn't get all-day care, she wouldn't be able to go to the classes. So we tried really hard to get Adnan into early kindergarten. And there was a test to take, and we knew that Adnan did not have the English language skills to pass that test. So the weekday nursery school took on Adnan. And, because it's only part of the day, his mother came too, comes to that five-year-old class and helps. And when a parent from the weekday nursery school heard what was going on, she has come to tutor the mom privately in English three or four times a week. This is the abundant love that pours forth from this community of love that is God's dream. That is who we are. A fourth grader got their Bible a couple of weeks ago and left it here at church. And this child then tells me it was devastated. An APB was put out on this Bible and nobody could find it. But then Marlon and Hector said, oh, we know where that is. And they went and they got the Bible and the young person was so happy, overflowing with joy. And this young person has taken their fourth grade Bible and put tabs on all of the 66 books of the Bible 
and begun to read their Bible. Children are blessed. And their faith blesses us. Spiritual abundance just multiplies. A young mom comes to tap. She gets a birth certificate for her daughter so her daughter can go to school. Her daughter learns in school. And as our program has been going on for more than 30 years, that daughter grows up, becomes a teacher, and teaches children, and the gifts multiply and multiply far beyond our lifetimes. God gives to us abundantly so that we can give abundantly. Like the Sukkot party, it's not abundance until you dive into that abundance, receive it, and give it. And then the abundance overwhelms us, and we become the vats overflowing with wine and oil. Today is the invitation to add your gifts and to make this community of love thrive even more. It is really the greatest invitation to receive God's love and to love. So remember Francesca's pledge card. She knows how to give. She knows how to fill it out and put the numbers in the right place and check all the boxes and put it in the offering plate because that's what we do. Amen. <laughs>